For over 5,000 years of documented history, people have been using the cannabis plant as medicine. From ancient Chinese medical journals to the modern-day dispensaries, cannabis and its many medical uses have found their way to every continent on Earth. Today, as the prohibition against this plant is slowly being lifted around the world and our technological capacity grows exponentially, we finally have the opportunity to discover what this plant is truly capable of. Please join me, Matthew Myro, as I speak with the remarkable innovators working at the cutting edge of these discoveries. This is the Edge of Cannabis Medicine. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of The Edge of Cannabis Medicine. You're here because you're looking for the latest, best information out there about cannabis as a medicine, and this is the place to be. If you're curious about what the future of cultivating cannabis is going to be like, if you're curious about what physicians and researchers have to say, you can find it all right here. And today's episode is with Len Giancola. He is a serial entrepreneur in a number of different industries and in the last couple of years has been working in the cannabis industry. He has some really great energy and some amazing products that he's bringing to the space that I feel like are desperately needed to help patients through the process of getting their doctor and getting their medicine. So check it out. Enjoy. This episode with Len Giancola. I am Matthew Myro, and this is the Edge of Cannabis Medicine podcast. And today's guest is Len Giancola. Did I pronounce that correctly? Very good. Awesome. All right. Len has nearly 30 years of experience in executive management and business ownership, and formerly a managing director of global securities finance in New York, responsible for a $16 billion trading portfolio. He is now an officer or board member of over 30 corporations. And Len is the definition of a serial entrepreneur, founding multiple companies in many different industries now, including cannabis. And he is the largest shareholder and founding partner of MJ.com and ThePot.com, along with being the founder of Power, a high net worth mastermind group of entrepreneurs. Fascinating. Curious about that one. He is also the host of Pot.Live podcast and a frequent media guest on international podcasts and radio shows such as NBC Radio, iHeartRadio, and Rich Dad Radio with Robert Kiyosaki. Len, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matthew. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. It's great to meet you and great to have you here. And I would just love to dive in. And you have such a wealth of experience in so many different industries. What brought you to the cannabis industry? Yeah, so I, I, uh, I grew up traditionally. I you know, went to college, got a corporate job. My dad was in uh, the financial industry. So I got my finance degree. Uh, I got, it, got my foot in the door and then worked my way up and realized, you know, Corporate life just isn't for me, even though I had a fantastic time doing it and basically said, I want to be a little bit selfish and create businesses for myself, my family, my legacy. And we re I really just moved down to Florida 2004 and became a serial entrepreneur. I tried a whole bunch of different things. I was a custom home builder, developer. I was at, owned a retail real estate brokerage firm. I had a vacation rental property management firm for long and short term rentals as well. Um, so I tried a whole bunch of different things. I dipped my toe into the investment waters. I've invested in anything from student housing to startup technology, uh, anything across the board. We, we can get into any of that you'd like. And then a few years ago, had the opportunity to 
get into the cannabis industry. So basically, I was brought on to kind of be um, almost like a CEO type role, management role to help build the business, because that was my specialty after doing it at a high level on Wall Street and then doing my own smaller businesses, you know, seven and eight figure businesses. And now we're trying to build something that's really special. So we had that opportunity. We had the opportunity to get some premium domains like MJ.com and we assembled a team. And now over the last year or so, we've tried out all different um, software development, software features, you know, from marketplace to medical to recreational to see what would really resonate with people. And now we're ready for 2020 to roll out different features every month and really concentrate on the medical and professional end. And like you mentioned, thepot.com, that is our recreational and stoner vibe uh, site. So if you want to just go have fun and light up and get some laughs, uh, thepot.com is the place to go. MJ.com is more of a medical and professional vibe, and you'll see uh, we can talk about what we're rolling out this year as well. Yeah, I'd love to get into that. But first, um, I noticed that you started with kind of the the stoner, make people laugh kind of vibe, and now you are making this big transition straight into the medical industry itself. What drove that transition? Sure. So the term MJ, short for marijuana, that's a term that doctors and professionals and business owners really resonate with. They don't, don't like the terms pot or weed, right? So pot and weed are more of that stoner recreational vibe. MJ, all of the doctors, and we've interviewed thousands of them, the doctors, the patients um, that are, you know, think about it. From the patient point of view, right, some of the newbies into the, into the industry are just trying medical marijuana for the first time or just trying marijuana of any kind for the first time, there's still a stigma with it. They're afraid that their neighbor knows they're going to a dispensary. They're afraid that their neighbor knows they're smoking weed, right? They don't want to say weed, so they want to say medical cannabis, medical marijuana. MJ was the only two-letter domain in the space. We acquired that, and all of those professionals, doctors, and patients love the MJ brand and term. They don't want to be associated with pot or weed, like I said. But we still want to hit that recreational stoner community too. So we created another site, vpot.com. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep plugging it, buddy. Yeah. And uh, that, that's, all the, that, that's all the recreational and stoner, like fun. There's babes on there. There's, uh, you know, memes on there. There's jokes on there. There's different podcasts on there. There's funny stoner articles on there. So if that's your niche and that's your vibe, go have a good time there. If you want to be more professional, uh, medical, the political updates and stuff like that, that's what MJ is going to be and is. Cool. Yeah, that's what we're all about here. And so it's, it's fascinating to look into the different states. And right now we got 33 states that have it legal, 34, including uh, D.C. But some states have medical marijuana on their books. Some states have medical cannabis on their books. And it, you know, like you said, doctors prefer MJ or marijuana. Some doctors prefer never to use that term because of its you know, racist background or what have you. And it's it's a brand new industry, basically. You know, I've been in this industry for over 15 years, and it feels like it's still brand new, which is a fascinating thing to witness. So what's been your take so far? How do you feel about being here? Well, I like it, but I think you just hit on something that's important, and that's that there's no uniformity. It's still the Wild West because every state, every city, every county is able to enact their own legislation or rules on that legislation. So there's no uniformity until it goes federally legal. And, you know, I think everyone believes that medically will go federally legal before recreation, almost likely. Who the heck knows with this crazy environment we're in right now in 2020. But until that's federally legal and there is there are rules and regulations that blanket the nation, 
it's going to be all over the place. Some people like the word cannabis, some don't. Some like marijuana, some don't. And the other terms we talked about earlier. Until that's blanketed across the nation and everyone can say, okay, this is the industry. Here's how the licenses stack up. Are they vertical? Are they piecemealed? Everything's so different right now. That's where the confusion is. And that's also the hesitation in people getting involved in the industry. People can't raise capital if you're a business owner. You can't have a traditional bank account. You can't have a traditional payment processor. There's so many hurdles. And that's why the government, you would think the amount of revenue they can make by legalizing it nationally would be a smart move. I'm hoping that this upcoming presidential election, no matter what side you're on, I'm hoping that it's a topic of discussion for the good of the country and really for the good of the people that need it. It's not always just the guys who like to get high. It's the people that need it medically. And that's really what's important. I know too many people in my own family, too many friends that need it or needed it in hospital stays or in different states and they cannot get it. And I know it helps them. I know from personal experience in my family how it helps a patient. And I think until everything's uniform, there's just going to be a lot of hesitation, a lot of inability to access the product they need. And that needs to change. And, and I think that's what, you know, by discussing this, hopefully we're furthering that cause. Yeah, I hope so too. And just to see democracy win would be a pleasure for me. Ninety Over 90% of Americans think that it should be legal medically. That's crazy. There's not that much agreement on anything in this country. And right. I mean, that, it's time. It's about time. Yeah. So what's this rollout that you got coming up here you're mentioning? Yeah, so we're about to, um, we've partnered with several different entities and we're going to roll out a beautiful medical platform where a patient can get connected with their local doctor. They can get a discount prescription um, savings card in our network. That means they'll save on their doctor visit. They'll save on their product acquisition, whether it's through a dispensary, they go pick it up themselves or and or get it delivered to their front door. So we're gonna complete that cannabis circle is what we like to term it. So you can go from the minute you wanna get your med card, get a local doctor to either do a FaceTime or telehealth call if it's allowed in your area, or a person-to-person -person visit, get your med card, like I said, and then get that recommendation to get the product you need and decide if you wanna to go to a dispensary and educate yourself, or you wanna be educated on MJ.com. We're gonna have a whole bunch of different educational tools as well for doctors and patients. Or if you're, you know, some people are just hesitant, like we said earlier, they don't wanna be seen in a dispensary. So they wanna get it delivered to their front door, discreet, and still get the product they need for their health and wellness. Yeah, and that, the one piece that you mentioned, the education of the doctors, is a really big deal because there are so many physicians out there in states where now they can legally recommend it to their patients and they want to, but they don't know anything about it because there just really aren't that education platforms out there for them. And so is it the American Society of Cannabis Medicine that you're working with, right? Yeah, so we've partnered with the American Society of Cannabis Medicine along with Canalinks and Canascripts and basically... What they're going to do is bring that content, that educational content and connections to MJ.com where we can educate both the patient and the doctors. I've interviewed several doctors over the last few months on my Pot.Live podcast, and they, are, they don't have the proper way to be educated. They are learning by themselves or, believe it or not, learning from bud tenders in a dispensary who have more knowledge than some of the local doctors you know, on a case-by-case -case basis. It's incredible. So the doctors need to be comfortable in what they, and since they can't legally prescribe it, they can recommend these products to their patients um, before it goes federally legal. They can make a recommendation, but then they have to do trial and error because there are no studies on which strains help what afflictions, if you will. So 
We want to have also we're going to have an EMR, electronic medical records that say, okay, uh, Matthew in Texas had back surgery and this strain helped him relieve the pain and helped him sleep at night. Now that's stored in an electronic medical record that all doctors across the country can look and see what worked and what didn't work for Matthew. They don't need to know your name or your personal information. They need to know what your symptoms were, what helped, what didn't help. So when they get a new patient, they can properly recommend the proper strain or product. Right. So it keeps it HIPAA compliant. So not giving away anybody's information. That's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, excellent. Is it being, are you rolling this out in all 33 states where it's currently legal? Yeah. So- So we're starting in California, and we're going to start doing beta tests in certain metros where we already have our delivery companies and partners there. So we're starting, I believe, in the Bay Area of California in the next few weeks, and we're recording this in um, April of 2020. So we're rolling that out, and then over the summer, we're rolling out different metros and different states to go nationwide, hopefully, by the end of the year. Great. Great. So I want to take a, a slight detour here, and I want to go into some of the things that have really brought all of your business sense and all of your background and everything that you're bringing to the table with MJ currently. And so one thing that I heard you talk about was uh, you want to flip the script, that you love going in the opposite direction of whatever everybody says that you're supposed to do. So how did you apply that to this industry? Well, the, the thing that everyone else was doing, let's even use... Like what happened first in the cannabis industry, right? First, people either had to, like the Leafleys and Weed Maps, right? They're the two big boys online, correct? And they've done a great job. It took them 10 years to ramp up. And the average person still has never heard of either one of them. Only the people in the industry or searching for certain things know what they are. Nobody knows those brands, meaning the just the lay person, right? So we wanted to do something different. Instead of starting Lens, marijuana.com, we wanted to find premium domains that we know are easy to brand. And I don't need to raise $100 million to brand it like some of these other companies. I don't need to just keep throwing capital in the fire, trying different things. I can be a lean, mean machine because I have a premium domain that already is going to generate traffic. And then we also utilize social media. So, you know, if you go look at any of the big brands, They don't have a social media presence. They have a few hundred thousand followers or whatever it is. We started different entities on social media. And when I say entities, I mean just follower acquisition and customer acquisition pages, right? And they might not be something that everyone wants to follow, but we can get a taste of the cannabis market by these followers. And we have millions of followers. We get over 30 million impressions a week just on one page alone. And what we can do is we test call to actions. So I'll throw out something for MJ. I'll throw out something for the pot. I'll throw out something about doctors, politics, patients, whatever it is, and see what resonates. What do the people on social media want to learn more about? What do they need help with? Can they not get their product for a certain reason? Do they not trust doctors for a certain reason? Where do they need to be educated? What's a hot button topic for them that they want to learn more about? Now I throw that on our premium domains And now that content resonates and gets more viewership. So now when we have different revenue generators being released throughout the year, now I have call to actions and I can get customer acquisition a lot easier than just putting up billboards all over the place like some companies did in California and lost, you know, spent $100 million and they're still nowhere. Right. So we don't want to be one of those. We decided to go with different avenues. So flipping the script is not following what people did over the last several years and trying something different because I could always pivot to that easy, you know, a diff, um, what's the word, uh, 
average way to do it or the way that everyone's doing it with raising money and then trying to get followers. We're trying a different way with the new generation. So we're going to be able to hit all the different generations. I, you can go to an online platform and just read blog articles. If you're older, if you like going to a desktop version, then we have mobile versions, we have apps, and we have social media covered to get the younger generations because every across the board. 80-year-olds, it's not just 15-year-olds. You know what I mean? It's everything that are trying to be, that are becoming interested in this industry. And we want to hit every one of them in different ways. So sorry for the ramble, but yeah, you know, we're we're trying to just do things a little different. Yeah, that's great. I think that's brilliant because going after the call to actions, you're able to build your business based on not what you guys think is gonna work, but based on what the people actually want. And when you right. do that, then you already have your customer base installed there. It's pretty impressive. Right. So look at, look at CBD, right? CBD is a topic. Over the last year or two, CBD's exploded. Everybody on your block started a CBD brand, basically, right? How many brands are out there? Even in gas stations, you go fill up your tank and there's a CBD sign and on the little mini mart and you buy CBD in there. Who the heck knows what that is? Yeah. There's just too much of it out there. So everyone just bought some sort of domain and tried to start a CBD brand. There's no way you're getting traction. 99% of those companies are gone in a year, especially if things go legal and the big boys jump in with big money. They're blowing out everybody. Whether you're a dispensary, a CBD brand, whatever you are, you're getting blown out. So to try and start a brand from nothing and try to make it super successful is very few and far between. And, and the, the uh, longevity factor is very minimized. So we wanted to go for that premium domain. There is no better domain than MJ.com. Two letters. Can't forget it easy to brand, um, and resonates with the professionals, like I said earlier. So that's what, we, uh, that's what we've concentrated on so far, and we'll, we'll see what happens over the next few years, I guess. Yeah, I think it's going to be wildly successful, and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant yeah. business plan for sure. Thank you. Uh, so um, another thing I wanted to talk about was this midlife retirement that you kind of took. And so what, what were the lessons that you learned from there? I mean, obviously flipping the script, who does that? And it's, it's, that's one thing you got to do, but you know, tell me about that a little bit. Sure. So I was, um, like I said, I was very successful at a young age on wall street and I had the opportunity to, and the mindset to kind of just say, I don't want to be that guy who's still on a trading desk or in a cubicle when I'm 65 years old and can't wait for my 401k to cash out and retire and hope that that was at a peak of the market instead of, you know, right near a crash. Because think about if you have a 401k or a pension plan, right? And you're waiting to retire and let's say 65 is your retirement age. What about at 64, another coronavirus hits or another 2008 um, hit and the market goes in half? Your whole 40 years of saving just got cut in half. You know how hard it is to get back to equal? You're not going to do that in a year. So now you're going to work till you're 70 or 75 if you're lucky to even be alive and healthy to do that. I didn't want to be that guy. So instead, I retired, if you want to call it that, um, from corporate life at 33 years old. And I said, I'm going to be a serial entrepreneur. I'm going to try a whole bunch of different things. Whatever works, works. Whatever doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, whatever doesn't work, doesn't work. Who cares? It's play money, right? So I wasn't putting my whole life savings into one venture. I tried a few different things. I saw what, where cash flow was coming from, and then I put more money into those, and I, you know, I scaled back on the things that were going too slow or weren't working the way I wanted them to. I tried a whole bunch of different things. I want to be in control of my destiny. If everything, the wealth that I've built to this point disappears tomorrow, I will build it right back within a year or two in any condition. I'm, I've, I'm, I've done I've gone through the roller coaster. I've gone through 9-11. I've gone through 2008. 
I've gone through now the coronavirus crisis that we're in as we're taping this. Nothing scares me. I have no fear of losing anything. I have no fear of building it back up. It's just the way I'm wired. I understand that's not everybody, but that's why I say flip the script. There's a 1% and a 99% for a reason. The 99%, there's nothing wrong with being that, but that means you just prefer the safety and security of following the path. You know, go to college, go to school, go to college, get a corporate job, save for your retirement. That's fine. You can do that if that's who you are. I wasn't that person, and I wanted to try something different. I want to swing the bat and go for a home run. If I end up with a double, great. But I want to give it a shot and have a legacy for me and my family um, and just know that I gave it my best shot, whether it works out to the highest level or not. Yeah. And as we're getting through this coronavirus pandemic situation, one industry that seems to be rising above the rest is the cannabis industry. And it, it is deemed essential. It's carrying on in all the states where it's legal. And it seems like it's going to come through this thing stronger and better than it was before. So once again, man, you've made another good choice. It seems like you're headed in a good direction. I hope so, because before the crisis, cannabis was one of the biggest booming industries. During it, it actually raised it yeah. because it is an essential business. All of our online engagement is through the roof over the last three, three, four months that, you know, whenever this started and afterwards it's going to be as well. So it's almost bulletproof in that sense that it hasn't gone down even in the worst of possible times. It's yeah. been great. In the, you know, I mean, so far anything could change. Right. Um, but so far it's been great. It's exciting. And I like exciting. I get bored really easily. So I don't, want to do the same mundane things. This changes every single day, this industry, uh, especially having online platforms and social media platforms. It's just the trends and hot topics change every two seconds. And I find that super exciting. As you can tell, by the way, I talk, I walk fast, everything's fast. <laughs> that's my, that's my New York upbringing, I think. Yeah, that's, but, great. Uh, that's exciting. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so uh, delivery, you mentioned deliveries and you have partnerships and deliveries. And that's one thing that is really unique to this industry specifically in terms of medicine. You know, I don't know how many times I've been to a Walgreens or a CVS and you see a line around the whole store of elderly folks waiting for their medications. With this industry, you can actually have your medicine delivered right to your door. Well, I mean, how did you end up moving in that direction? Right. So one of my partners comes from the food delivery industry. He had a successful regional food delivery service for 20 years and had a couple of beautiful exits, very, you know, nine figure exits. So he's, he's has that experience. He has that knowledge. He's a go-getter. He's wired like me. We talk fast together. We talk all day long. Um, and he is handling that end of execution for delivery for our, our little empire that we're building here. And I'm handling more of the general business and growth end of it. So he is the expert on that. And, and we have these partnerships throughout the nation. So we have a whole bunch of different um, delivery partners for cannabis and for food. And we're going to you know, meld both of those. So somebody can come actually to MJ or one of our partner sites and they can get their munchies and they can get their cannabis at the same time, which is a natural, natural match. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, like I said, we're rolling out some really cool stuff, uh, over the next few months and we're excited to show the world. Cool. Well, I hope you got some health food going on in there too, because you know, everything, try, everything. Try to be medicine. You know, trying to eat a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to we have to hit both markets, right? So of the recreational course. market they want their Taco Bell, and the uh, medical market is going to want some more healthy food, and we have all those options on there. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so uh, I asked you to tell me about an aha story, and you said something about a Bon Jovi concert. So I'm super curious. I got to know what this is. 
<laughs> yeah, so this is kind of corny. People will be laughing at this, I'm sure. But to, to my wife and I, this was like a, a moment. Um, so we went to a Bon Jovi concert right in the early 2000s. It was right after a friend of mine who uh, passed away really young on Wall Street and kind of right after 9-11. So we had all those emotions in ourselves already. And um, we're sitting there at a Bon Jovi concert and we're sitting with the widow of my friend who died. We went in a group and uh, Bon Jovi singing the song, It's My Life. And the chorus of that song is, it's now or never, I ain't gonna live forever, right? Like now's the time to go do something basically is the message. And my wife and I looked at each other and we met eyes and we just knew what we were thinking. And when we got home, we started planning our exit from corporate life and trying to move to Florida from New York to Florida and create this whole new life because what the hell were we waiting for? I didn't want to do it when I'm 70, like everyone moves to Florida when they're 70. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive when I'm 70, right? I just had two examples of that might not happen. So we wanted to go and say, let's go. We have two beautiful young daughters that were newborn, basically, or two, three years old. Let's just go. Let's do what nobody does. Let's just walk away from a hugely paying job and let's go create something amazing, an amazing life. And for the last 16, 17 years, we have done exactly that. And I'm super proud of it. Got the best wife in the world, the best two daughters in the world. And we've just made an amazing life for ourselves. Oh, and it's because, it's because we took that chance. And that moment at the Bon Jovi concert was that aha where we said, let's just do it. Let's go. Yeah. And we did it. And it keeps pushing you. I love that. I love that you're so curious to learn and willing to dive into a, an entirely new industry that is entirely new to you as well. After all of this success and all these other places where you could stay comfortable, you could keep doing the, the uh, vacation rental thing, right? Or the, uh, the building thing, but no, you've moved to an entire new industry. What would you say is the comparisons? Do you see any comparisons between this industry here and some of the other things or even Wall Street that you were working in? Well, here's what I've learned. I've learned that whatever business you're in, the principles are the same. So whether you want to just have a small little mom and pop store in your local town, or you want to build a nine, 10 figure monster business, the principles are the same. You need a connector, you need an executor, you need a backbone. You need that connector who can go out and make the connections in that industry or for whatever you need to sell to be successful. That's the guy or girl who can work the room and meet everybody. You may or may not be that. If you're not that, hire that or partner with that. Then you need the executor, the person where that when that opportunity comes to your desk, who can actually get it across the goal line and make it happen. If you can't do it, once again, partner or hire someone who can. And then the backbone, the person who keeps the structure of that company secure, handles all your legal, accounting, books and records, and makes sure that you're compliant with everything you need to do for whatever industry you're in. Whether you're a little corner store, like I said, or you're a monster public company, you need to have those roles filled. Sure, there may be more people doing each role, the bigger you get, but it's the same simple roles that need to be done to be a successful business. And I learned from small businesses I've started, from big businesses I started, it's the same effort level. It's just doing more of it or less of it. That's it. So that, that's what I just apply. And, I, and it simplifies it in my own brain. So I have no fear of it. I'm not overwhelmed by it. It's the same damn thing I've done 15 times already. Yeah, thanks. I like that. That's yeah. great advice. Which role do you take? I'm the executor. The so executor. I, I'm not the work the room guy. I don't like small talk. I'm not a big small talk person. Um, but I have opportunity. I have people on my team that bring opportunities to me and I sift through them on my desk. I figure out which ones we're going to, um, proceed with, which one I want to partner with, where I want to sign agreements with. And then 
actually my wife helps. Uh, she's the backbone. So she handles a lot of the uh, books and records. And then we obviously we have a huge legal and accounting team that helps her do that. But uh, we ham and egg it pretty well. And we have a great a great team that fill all of those roles in the uh, capacity they need to be filled. Yeah, that's great. And so you're in Florida, correct? Yes, Northeast Florida, correct. Northeast Florida. All right. And, and that's one of the big states that's coming up here in the medical cannabis world. And it's really interesting to me that you're starting all the way over on the opposite side of the country in California for this rollout. Is it uh, just because of the infrastructure that's already existing there that it's easier to dig in? Is that the reason? Well, space, California is basically one of the biggest markets in the world on its own, right? right. So, um, And we have partners out there. So we have a, a vertical license out there. We have a delivery distribution and grow license partner out there uh, in the Bay Area. So we're partnering with him to help build his operation throughout partnership with us. And we're getting the use of that access as well by that mutual partnership. So it doesn't matter where you are. Our platforms are online. I could be in, you know, I love going to Italy. It's my favorite place. Obviously, not right right at this moment, but uh, it's my favorite place to be. I could be there. I could be in Bangladesh. It doesn't matter where I am. I can run an online business. All of our people are remote. I don't believe in overhead of a huge office with everybody going there every day. If you have trustworthy people that you know are doing their job, I don't care if it takes you two hours or 20 hours a day. Just do your job. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're sitting in your sweatpants on your couch. Just get it done. And I know you're getting your stuff done because I'm overseeing it. And if you get it done, I don't care where you are. Let's just make it work for everybody in the most convenient and profitable way possible. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like this moment in time has really taught us how to do that even better. And exactly. now everybody, we don't need to shake hands or we're not even allowed to shake hands anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and you don't need to, how many people are producing without having to go to an office? Yeah. This is involuntarily proving that sometimes school isn't even needed because you could do it remotely. I don't need, you don't need a teacher to switch classes eight times a day. You could just do it to a thousand kids right on a Zoom call or a Skype call, right? I mean, you can do, you can produce from your house. Everyone's doing it now. Anyone who's being successful in the last few months is doing it from their couch, right? Or their, or their home office. Why can't you do that all the time? Why do you need to drive two hours or commute to work two hours? So, some businesses you really don't. And this is involuntarily proving the model that a lot of people have been talking about for years. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to witness how this whole fallout comes out. It'll be wild to see. It'll be wild yeah. to see. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Len, well, I got one last question for you. And I'd like to ask everybody this question. So what is the one thing in the medical cannabis industry that you'd like to see change in the near future or far future? Just the one thing you want to see change. I think that it needs to be, if it's not fully federally legalized, you need to allow these small business owners a chance to compete by having traditional bank accounts, traditional payment processing, and allow them to do business in a safe way instead of having to hoard cash. Many of them have to hoard cash, and that's just becoming a target for violence. So let's just let them do what every small business does. Cannabis is no different than alcohol or cigarettes or whatever it was in the past that was a taboo subject. It's going to be mainstream sooner than later. The toothpaste is out of the tube. It's not going back. So allow these people to have a chance before the big giant, big pharma, whoever's going to get involved, all this money on the sideline to come in and blow them out. Give these small regional, small businesses a chance to succeed before that hurdle shows itself. That way they have a foothold on their market where maybe they won't be as affected by, you know, Amazon or whoever, Uber or weed or whatever it might be coming to market and blowing out some of these small businesses. I want to see every, there's enough for everyone to have a piece of the pie and have their own little success or big success. So that's what I'd like to see. 
There is. That's great. Yeah, it's so important right now. And it's just dangerous. It's just dangerous yeah. to not have it be that way. It's correct. It's unfortunate. All right, Len, well, go check out MJ.com. Check out thepot.com if that's your thing. We like MJ better. <laughs> <laughs> but go check it out, Len. Thank you so much for your time. And is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience right now? No, Matthew, I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to be on your show and wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. Len Giancola. That man was a fireball. ton of infectious energy. I felt it coming through our entire conversation. Got me amped up. Got me excited about all the things that he's up to. So go over to MJ.com. See what the platform is like. If you live in a state where you can access cannabis as medicine and you're curious to find a doctor and have that medicine delivered to you, sounds like that's the place to go, that full circle cannabis service. And if you have a chance, go over to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast and let me know what you think. Give me a rating. I'll go through and read every single one and just let me know if you're enjoying the content, if you have suggestions for different guests that you think that would be really valuable for people to hear. Just let me know. And thank you so much. Until next time, folks, stay well and enjoy yourselves. This Edge of Cannabis Medicine podcast is copyright EM2P2 Inc. 2020. All rights reserved. Podcast use and availability is governed by terms and disclaimers available at edgeofcannabismedicine.com forward slash terms. I'm your host, Matthew Myro, and thank you for listening.